Yo. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> so Uva is not here yet, but he will be. So I mean he can he can join while we're still while we're talking, right? Um I've never I imagine so. Never, I, I imagine so too. I don't know. I've never. I, I've never before. used. You know, yeah. I didn't even know that this you could record on Spotify like this. Um, yeah, which is cool. So no, it makes it easy. But like, I've never had a third. I think it's possible. Let's see. Well, let me let me look at his. Uh... But anyway, so. Uh... What's what's new? <laughs> oh, we just talked the other day, so not not too much. We talk all the time. Yeah, no, not that much. I was looking over the news stories. So, yeah, what what's good. up with the Titanic? I know we're gonna talk about this, but do you it's, think they're? I think they're fucking dead. I think they're dead. I I was looking some Reddit stuff last night. I think they've been dead for a while. Um, but it's uh, it's really cool or. Cool is not the right word, but it's really um, cool that they're dead. No, no, no. <laughs> but the um, uh, Mike Mike Rice, the co-creator of the Critic, he's written for The Simpsons and stuff. He yeah. does a, a podcast where he, he's done a lot of travel as part of um, you know, his life, and he he actually went on this boat like a, a few years ago with his wife, and he did a, a a podcast on it. And what did he say? That it was like a death trap. Uh, he said it was pretty sketchy, and like they. I think to get it to come to the surface, everyone had to like uh, all the passengers in the boat had to like go to one section of the boat. So it would pivot up in the right way and go up to the, I mean, it just sounded real. I mean, listen, they have codes for these things for a reason, right? They, um, yeah. so um, I feel bad that those people are likely dead. Well, I mean, didn't they say that they had enough oxygen until like this morning at 11 o'clock? Something like that. Well, imagine that, you know, a couple of them took their own lives to help the 19-year-old live. You think that that would be possible? I'm not sure if that would make a huge difference. I didn't think about that, to be honest. Because um, I some... think it would make more oxygen. It would make it so... But I don't think that anybody would willingly kill themselves, which it sounds like a horror movie. Like, Oh, I don't know. That's an interesting scenario. Uh like one mm. person decides that he wants yeah. to live, thus he murders the rest of the crew. That's not a bad idea. Uva <laughs> mm. saw our message and he's online, so he'll be joining us any second now. We'll okay. probably we'll probably use this footage to this this uh whatever fucking recording. Yeah, so we'll use um he's in Germany, is that right? Is he in vacation and holiday? <clears throat> I don't think he's on holiday right now. I think he's back home. I think it's his birthday. Ah. Oh, here he is. Yes. Holly, hello. Welcome. Uva Ball. Yeah. I, it didn't work on uh, Safari, so I always have to go on Chrome to get it. It's all good. Matt's here with us. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi. So, yeah. we, but really, the first thing I want to do is me, 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 me. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I won't sing the whole thing. Okay, oh, that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you doing, my friend? How's it been? Uh, uh, oh, I'm good. Today we do absolutely nothing. Actually, no party, whatever. Next week Saturday we I do a little barbecue here at my house, and uh, because nobody could make it on my actual birthday, so we settled on a Saturday with like my friends and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, so that is good, and I have time for an overball raw, and the first time with a guest, right? So, Matt, maybe uh, uh, tell a little about yourself. Sure, um, I'm a writer based out of Portland, Oregon, and I, I wrote a book. Oh, gee, I think it's back in 2019 called "The Films of Uwe Boll, Volume One: The Video Game Movies," and uh, interviewed um, you for a podcast. A panel I did on that on a convention and uh, I just finished a book for a UK publisher about Star Trek video games that was a, a pretty big project and um, yeah otherwise what about the sequel cast Tell us about oh, oh of course yeah right I have a podcast sequel cast two and friends we've been going since 2009 
look at movies with uh, sequels and, and so forth. We're um, just about to start talking about like Adam West, uh, the Batman movie, and he did some cartoon movies as well. So looking at some of those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you would be the perfect candidate to maybe uh, do my, uh, I did in Germany various books, right? In the last few years. Uh, the Fuck You All book, basically in German language only, it's about all my films in career. Then I did Tabula Rasa, it's all about my life. And I did a film, uh, uh, a book, Why We Cannot Say the Truth Anymore. It's a very political book. So maybe we can join forces and you write this uh, in English and I give you all the content as good I can in English because it's all in German language. So, because I'm a little pissed that in the US are not a lot of... Uh, books from me or about me it would be nice to have in english also kind of a biography thing yeah i agree my um german i dropped out of a german class once in college my german is not so good but yeah i think we could certainly work something out you know what i think we and matt were talking about we were talking about the possibility of him writing a film a film book adaptation of first shift what do you think of that how you want to do this? Like what? 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 what should like he would he would watch the film and then he would adapt it into a book, into a novel based on the book. I mean, on the movie. It's doable, totally. So as soon as he watches the movie, he can do the book. Or what? What? Or how do you want to do it? Basically, I mean, we've wrote a lot down, and but we also uh, uh, did a lot of spontaneous stuff. So I think that you know what more interesting is as uh, is to continue the story. I watched with my, uh, Brian Knight was here, my AD from like 20 films I made like two days ago and Matthias Neumann, my DP, and we watched here the rough cut and uh, or the final cut, but like no CGI, no Walla, no ADR, no music. But they, Brian said that would be a great kind of a pilot film and to continue it with the TV series. Hmm. You know, because they have a very good chemistry. And uh, so maybe writing this kind of continuing writing, the shift. Story. So like a sequel, like a sequel, a sequel story to the movie. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, what do you think of that, like Matt? Yeah, I like I like that idea, and I think it, it makes, I mean, I, I've only seen the little footage of the, the film on YouTube, but I like the idea that you could do a lot with that with the setting with the uh with the partners as they go in different cases and so forth the the film is just in what is like one day right or one shift yes yes and i mean of course if you do it as a tv series you do uh every episode is another thing yeah you know right yeah so i think that would make sense but i mean we can we can talk about it another time not necessarily on yeah the sure Okay, so what are we talking about? You send a whole list. Uh... Uh, okay, so first we're going to start with the most juicy, most popular news bit, and that is the ocean, whatever the fuck, the Ocean Gate Titanic sub. They, Matt here thinks that they're already dead. What do you think of this whole scenario, Uva Ball? No, I'm, I, I read up stuff uh like what's what they're doing right now they have this kind of submarine robots uh going around and uh on the ground and try to find the the submarine uh i heard an expert in radio and he said it could be that they have longer oxygen as we sink now because he said the calculation the, right now the calculation was they have no more oxygen they're basically dead right now but he said, if you don't move, and in that little submarine vessels, you basically sit there, you cannot move, you, you use less oxygen. And it would add up, like if you have in a real submarine, you're running back and forth, you need double oxygen as if you just sit there. So it could be, in his estimation, <laughs> that they have more oxygen for maybe another 12 hours. Well, you know what I was thinking is, I was thinking that maybe like the CEO murdered the rest of them so he could get more air what do you think of that <laughs> uh, that, is that would be a fucking crazy movie man 
<laughs> the murder and the best. But how you want to make it an accident later? If, if, yeah. they, if they actually rescue you and then you have five other people that got stabbed. <laughs> so, they, I mean, you have to like choke them to death and even this they will find out if they, if they rescue you. So, well, I don't as I understand, the um, submersible vehicle was kind of one area. There weren't separate rooms, so you couldn't hide things. If there's a weapon, right? You you couldn't hide uh, contraband. I don't know. That's it's pretty. It's got to be possible for one of them, or at least two of them, to to team up and murder the other three. You know what I mean? Like so a, they could get at least ninety hours of more air, so they could get rescued. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know what? I think they're all dead. I mean, that is what I personally think. I think they're all dead already. And uh, I think the, the thing is, they are almost 4,000 meters deep. Yeah. You know, like whatever, 10,000 feet or whatever it is. I mean, it's just like, you cannot rescue them. How do you want to rescue them? If they find them, like a robot now, find them. Okay, here's the submarine of 4,000 meters. So what's happening there? You don't have a crane like going all the way down for 4,000 meters and you have a diver hooking it on the submarine and then the crane pulls the thing up. I mean, how you want to get that thing up? Yeah, I read that the French vessel that's going down there has some kind of an ability to drag it out, um, but they haven't found it. I oh, bet and- we, the thing is probably in the Titanic and stuck inside it, I bet you. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's, uh, that 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 would be the total end, right? So because with the bigger submarine, you cannot even go close to the Titanic. You don't want to sink your own submarine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's shit. It it's a sad situation ultimately, and with um the 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 submarine and stuff, it's I think it's kind of a miracle it it took this long for it to happen. It was never built to code. They have standards for a reason, and it's expensive to get things uh, to be officially approved by whatever body does that. I don't know what international waters what what the law for that would be. Um, well, you know now there's probably going to be some sort of regulatory after this. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, it's highly highly unregulated, highly dangerous, totally. Like all those startups, those are so shady half the time. I don't know. Yeah, I let's think it this way: rich people they come to uh, strange hobbies, you know, like flying to space, stuff like this, or going down to the Titanic, and so <clears throat> that can be also the end of you. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's. I mean, my, my. Uh, I, I I hope they're not dead or they survive, but I mean, in a way, they are their own. It's their own fault if something. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't do this shit. I would never do this. I oh, think, yeah. James Cameron started it, right? He was the first guy with a submarine going down to check out the real Titanic wreck, basically. Well, I don't. Who gives a fuck about? The movie sucked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Like $250,000. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, in other news, yeah, yeah. Justice Samuel Alito has taken huge gifts, including a luxury fix- fishing vacation from this billionaire who later had um uh business on the court and of course alito voted in the guy's favor alito issued a statement the other day saying there's nothing wrong with this what do you guys think Matt, i'd like to go you first sure thanks um yeah i i think there's more to this story and that uh, corruption with Supreme Court justices isn't anything new, but just to how deep it goes. I think we'll continue to see stories like this for quite um, some time. And, you know, it, it should result in kind of like we said with the, the submarine story uh, with the Titanic, uh, you know, re- regulatory changes. Like, I think you have to have some sort of 
standard is what's considered like appropriate or not. But I, I don't think they'll be really punished for this. I think they'll just kind of get a slap on the wrist ultimately. Well, what's crazy is it happened all the way back in 2008 and it took this long for it to be. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, first, as the, the, what is it, Clarence or whatever, the, the, the judge and then this. Clarence and now Justice Alito. Yeah. yeah you know, so, I mean, uh, corruption is everywhere, but of course, as a Supreme Court judge, it's ridiculous. Uh, you cannot do what they did and they retire based on it, at least. But as usual, they're all like glued to their seat and will never go on their own terms, basically. You know, it's no. too bad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they'd have to die to get out of that, I'm sure. That is the same, you know. Yeah, and uh, here it's very hot in Germany right now. We have a total heat wave and we have actually a tornado uh tornado uh, 20 kilometers away from my house going through Rüsselsheim, what is in germany very rare uh, that like hurricanes or tornado tornado is happening here it's crazy so it shows climate change is actually happening oh my goodness yeah yeah so it's and it's very very let's say dry everything here and so on so yeah you know Chill. Yeah, I hope that your house doesn't get any damage, huh? No, no, no. It was no damage here, but it was not here, but it was 20 kilometers away. So it's like, you know, 13 miles away. So it doesn't mean it cannot happen here. So it's like a strange situation, new for Germans. But I mean, we have also like earthquakes in Germany are not a lot existing and stuff like this traditionally. But uh, no, yeah. We will, we will see how it all plays out. I hope for some rain and a little less, less heat uh, coming in here. So we have Hunter Biden pleads guilty to tax evasion and the gun case. Yeah, you know, what's up? The Republicans have been like wanting to jail Hunter Biden for such a long time and on stuff that isn't necessarily true, that when something actually real comes out, they feel totally validated as if they were right the whole time. Yes. What, what do you think about this, Matt? Right. Um, I think the Republicans are probably mad that this is a pretty weak charge after all this uh, back and forth going on with the wanting to get Hunter Biden for the for the laptop and whatever the hell else. Well, what the laptop is bullshit though, is it not? Yes, I yeah. think so, yeah. And it it's just that's crazy what I mean that, by like, like I mean they've been trying to get him for all this nonsense that finally It is and frankly it's a and not that they care I think, but it's a bad look to go after like oh someone's son was addicted to to drugs and had some hard times and you're just going to keep going after him like instead of going after I don't know Biden or someone more like connect you're going to go after his son like that's not cool but I you know listen he'll it looks like they're working a, a deal out and like most court cases in in real life that aren't on television right court cases always settle they almost never go to court and have a whole back and forth so we'll just have to see they'll, they'll I'm sure they'll find some other stuff to try to get him on down the line because they've been talking nonstop about Hunter Biden like he was an ex-boyfriend or something so <laughs> But I mean, uh, is it not a little like what they do with Trump too? But if you think about it, hmm. you know, Trump always says it's a witch hunt, whatever, right? So, but I mean, that where they're getting Trump for is not what they should get him for. I mean, in Hunter Biden's case, right. Hunter Biden is an un, kind of an unsuccessful, like the Prince Andrew of the Queens. <laughs> situation you know like where you have like he's not like the proud son of joe biden let's say it's this way he did a lot of things like trying to have a career and then went into shady deals or whatever and used political power from his dad to make some money that is 100 percent true but it's maybe not uh, like illegal right so now he pleaded guilty he get like a I think he got a probation thing, right? It was, was, was the uh, um, 
uh, yeah. Yeah, he made some kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and this is the thing, you know, and instead of like like bringing Trump on trial for treason and initiating a coup, a military kind of like a violent coup to take over the government, uh, they coming with Stormy Daniels or boxes with files, you know. I mean, uh, if. Well, you never know what was in those boxes. You know? Yeah, but still, I mean, like, what should be in a box? I mean, let's let's be honest here. Like, what is in a box in a White House? Uh, what is dynamite if somebody would have it? Like, there was no Vietnam War, or but, but, I mean, what is in a box? What, well, what if he had like the name of was all the spies or something? You know what I mean? What if he had the name of all the spies or something? Yeah, but. but you actually think there's a box with all the names? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe. Purpose <laughs> printing every name out with the location from all the spies they smuggled on the in the world, and they're hiding under different identities. But we still have it also on whatever WhatsApp. <laughs> like there is a WhatsApp list from all the spies worldwide, and he has the printout. So I think, it, I mean, it's highly unlike. I want to see things actually, they are there, and they would be devastating in that box. It's like devastating for whatever, I don't know. But I, I don't think it's the case. There's also no box where it's like, here's how we do it with Russia, with the Ukraine, secret army informations. I well, they're, ne they're never going to tell us because it is secret, right? So, yeah, but you have to think about it. How how is a government organization really working? You have people like sitting on a desk at the NSA, CIA, FBI, Homeland Security, whatever. They are in the computer system, so you need to be clear to get in that system. So you think they print shit out and put it in a box and putting it in the mail room of the White House? I, I mean, I, I did some contracting work through an agency for the Department of uh, Engineering, um, Federal Highway Division, uh, several years ago, and they actually, yeah, they do print out hard copies of a lot of things, and uh, at least in my experience, the computers were really not up to, were like really behind the times, and um, in some cases, security I don't think was that great, but that was over a decade ago. It, it They just like paper copies of everything. They're like a law firm, um, and... But that, that's a good point. Like, why it's it's 2023? Why have boxes and boxes of stuff that's just going to that's at risk for being stolen, as opposed to having it locked up on a computer server somewhere? Well, I thought that a lot of the top the a lot of the top tier secrets are printed out on special paper and in folders because they're that secret that they can't be put on servers because if the server was hacked. You know what I mean? It has to be for, for in-room eyes only. Uh, those are the top-tier uh, intelligence that I assume yeah. Trump is having access to. Maybe he knows if there's UFOs. There <laughs> 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 yeah. you have 1,500. So, I mean, look, I see it this way. Uh, it is... Uh, it is a crime what Trump did there. But it's this kind of like, it's a little, it comes across a little cheap. Yeah. You have the case right in front of you. Right? I mean, he admitted it on TV. He admitted it. People saw it live on TV, what he did when they stormed the Capitol. Nothing. Seven people died. I mean, uh, I don't know what, what, what you need to charge somebody. I yeah. mean, as he had to come and says, said, please move away from the Capitol. Like way before they entered the building, he should be live on TV uh, saying like, that is not what I meant was we're going to the Capitol. That is yeah. not a demonstration, uh, you know, I mean. Trump did do worse things than this, but I think that their mentality is they're like PTSD. They're shell shocked. They're scared that, you know, they think that something's going to stick and then he gets out of it. So they're throwing as many things as they can at him at once in hopes that even one of them gets through. 
So that's why we see some of them that look frivolent compared to some of the more uh, important crimes, some of the more, uh, you know, the bad crimes. <laughs> but, but, but by those other charges coming first, I think I agree with Uva in that um, it'll cheapen when the charges finally do come for the January 6th. You uh, think so? Insurrection. I think because it'll just seem like old news, like, oh, he got indicted again. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we're kind yeah. of already at that point where he's oh. it's like, oh, he got indicted again. But I mean, he brings some, he, he, he gets it. He wants attention on some level and he always gets attention. So I, this uh, primary season for 2024 is going to be pretty bumpy and I think even crazier than in 2020. Dude, fucking I really pray that DeSantis gets the nomination. I hate to say that, but compared to Trump, he's a choir boy. They might work out a deal with Trump and Trump will have to step down. I don't know. Um, I know he said that he would pardon Trump. Mm. Yeah, which sucks. But Trump would not go in that risk that he doesn't get pardoned. Yeah. That he says, oh, I lied to you. You fuck you. Have to stay. (laughs) You know, or, oh, I lost now by this president and you still stay, stay in jail because you're like so i think trump is a guy who never pulls back he's leading the polls he has a good chance to be the candidate and i think he's he gambles for the total victory because if he turns president yeah. case is closed yeah you know? so then yeah. he doesn't want to be um like this kind of like depending on a guy like DeSantis or depending on something. He knows he has a good chance to be the, the, the new uh, candidate. And if Biden runs what he's doing, um, he has a good chance to win against Biden. Biden. You really think he's so? I think people are sick of Trump. Well, More I... than they're sick of Biden. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you have to see there is a full-on inflation going. There's a full-on, uh, you know, there's, there's really... But uh, do you really think Trump is going to fix that or make it worse? No, <laughs> he's fixing it. I mean, he's yeah. promising to finish the Ukraine war in 24 hours. You know, like, that is the, it's not about, like, what you actually do yet. It's about, like, we built the wall, whatever. So, and he knows people, like, 50% of the voters, I think, vote based on one point or two points what matters for them yeah you know and if if somebody uh the shit out of them in comparison to the other guy promises nothing and you have everything get get more everything gets more expensive and everything gets more in a recession you know like that is the thing it's like i don't know i i i think Biden could lose against Trump. And I think Biden could lose also against DeSantis. I think he, I think you're right. But I think, I hope that everybody remembers how fucking miserable the whole nation was at the time that Trump was president and, you know, uh, comes to their senses and does not vote for Trump. Because if you think things are going to get better, the guy's a fucking moron. The guy doesn't know anything. He'll just say what he thinks you want to hear and then do whatever the fuck he wants. It's not necessarily for the people. So I don't know, at least with DeSantis, he he sort of has um, an eye for actually doing things instead of just talk, 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 talk. Trump is all fucking talk. Of course, but most of the politics are all talk. Yeah. No, so that is the other thing. I mean, Biden did a lot of things, actually. He did put things in action. He put put policies in action. But he didn't have, like, this kind of breakthrough success in anything. Yeah. Where you feel like, I mean, Obama, he celebrated himself for Obamacare, put Obamacare into action. That was a big deal. So, you know, and but he didn't really have, like, Biden didn't really have something completely sensational going. He, he's just a, a solid president who works works his way through the the worksheet, basically. 
Well, a lot of presidents get stuff done in their second term, you know, and I think that we should give him that chance, Biden. But uh, I guess we'll have to see, you know, his first term is just cleaning up after Trump shit. Yeah. But yeah, to have something with with Obamacare, it's a more visible victory. Um, Yeah, I I don't know, man, I think I think it'll be a closer vote. Um, we're, We're not near that yet. But the the primaries will, will get pretty wacky. But what if Trump's in jail? Uh, I think he can still run if he's in jail. I don't think there's a law against that, which but, is but weird. How, how could he govern in in a jail yeah. cell? Like I mean, <laughs> people have run cults out of jails. I don't know, like just do it over the phone. Like <laughs> oh my it, that's God. a ridiculous situation. But that would be the craziest thing to have a president <laughs> in the jail cell. <laughs> Hello, we the people. <laughs> anyway, look. Let's go to the next. Uh, yeah. So the next news article is Russia is claiming that it downed three hostile drones near Moscow, and it's saying that it was an attack by the Ukraine on its own property. What do you think of that, Uva? No, that happened, and that happened also before already in Moscow. You remember at, um, at the Kremlin? Yes. Place, another one down that was already like four or six weeks ago. Right now in the news in Germany is that they shot again on the Krim Bridge, Remember the attack on the bridge they did to reach the island, the Krim, uh, okay. before, and it was also Ukraine, but also today they shot another hole into the bridge where uh, that's the only land way uh, is that bridge to drive to the Krim um, to reach them with trucks, right? So the Ukraine is having an uh, offensive, like they they moving forward right now. The Russians are defending the territories they occupied. And uh, Putin says, uh, there's no threat for us that Ukrainians' uh, like attacks are too weak. It doesn't look good for them. The Ukraine agreed. Yesterday, Zelensky said he agrees. It's, uh, the progress is slower as he wanted it. And uh, so we have the, the dragged out move moves going back and forth back and forth you know so i mean Zelensky is totally depending on the west ah uh, uh, is enough uh weapons coming ammunition coming and all that stuff and um i think he should like uh because they don't have their own weapon manufacturing and stuff or ammunition manufacturing so they're totally depending on delivery from the west and um <clears throat> so i said it before i say it again i i think they should sit down and try to do a peace deal with a a non-attack agreement and they i think have to um, swallow the pill that they lost 10 percent, 15 percent of the territory to the russians yeah yeah no i i read that uh they want to take back um all of the territory, even the territory that the Russians had before all yes. this started. The Krim. Um, yeah. The Krim, yeah. where they have the, the where they have the, the navy basically, right? So I mean uh, if they take the Krim, then Russia has no access to the whole ocean to the to the to the south in the country. So look at Russia, right? Russia has in Siberia and in the north access to everything. You can drive with a ship from Russia to Canada to Alaska, very quickly, all in the north. But in the south, where all the trading happens, the Black Sea and so on, you need access for, especially for uh, export and stuff to the ocean. And that was the Krim. Hmm. You know, I mean, okay. you, why, you don't need a Navy. If you don't have access to the ocean, you can save the money for the warships, right? I mean, you cannot defend yourself. So, I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of an absurd situation that we're even living in the, in the world where we have all the discussions and we still have wars and military conflict. You know, it's, it's just insane because it never leads to any solution. So, you know, I mean, and people dying and... Uh, there are supposed around 300,000 people dead in that war already. 200,000 Russian, 100,000 Ukrainians, um, plus minus 30,000. So, and think about they all had families, they all had relatives, they all had future plans. 
including the Russian soldiers. And I think it's uh, uh, it's not worth it. I would not fight a war like this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Matt, what are you saying about the whole war? Right. It's um, it's interesting. Out here in, in Portland, we have a pretty big uh, Russian community, and I've had um, Russian co-workers and, and so forth. And a lot of the, the Russian, you know, how do you say it, like markets and so forth, when the war started, they had to put up signs saying we support Ukraine because they were getting rocks thrown at them and um, people locally, people were doing some retaliation. It that that three drones got, you know, outside of Moscow. I mean, yeah, they'll continue to do something. But you're right in that the war at the end, it, it's always a compromise for both sides. Neither side gets exactly what they want, whether it's a war, whether it's a strike or, or whatever kind of conflict you're talking about. You have to sort of negotiate and, and settle for something. And it's gone on for for such a long time. I, I thought it would have been settled by now. And um, I, I guess what the I've read some places that the Russian army is, you know, they're having less support than they did before. And uh, and so forth. So uh, hopefully it's winding down, but um, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing, you know, we have like a lot of disputes in Germany. Uh, and uh, I think that is, uh, there is no, no question that we should be pro-Ukraine because uh, Putin came in and tried to take the country and then they defended themselves and that is ridiculous in times like today, that these things can swallow up the Ukraine. You know, I think it's ridiculous. So, and, uh, and what do you want to do then? Then you have like 40 million Ukrainians and they're living happily under Russian occupation. They don't want their freedom back. They don't do guerrilla wars or terror attacks against the Russian invaders. I mean, if you really think it through, uh, all that never works. You know, it never works. That idea of we invading something we stay there and control uh the country because you saw it with the americans going into iraq they couldn't stay you go to afghanistan you cannot stay it's a, it's just not happening it's it's just like the the locals will always in the end succeed you know i mean yeah, uh, yeah. you know it's, it's a different culture different language and whatsoever you know and uh the, that is the thing. So it's like in Afghanistan, the whole Western troops were always basically from the from the uh, population seen as invaders and uh, not as, oh, they free us or something. In the very end was, yeah, they're bringing some good stuff. They're bringing some money. They make women go to school, uh, but they're still invaders. You know, the normal Afghanistan population has more in common with the Taliban as with us. So, and I mean, that is basically what it is. Now, yeah. But in regards of uh, the Ukraine, I think uh, there was a lot of uh, problematic situations in regards of the past. And that is now the big dispute. It's like, the, as soon you say... Putin had a reason to do this. You are a Putin lover and a fascist. You know, but when you see the history, what happened to the Warsaw Pact and the Russians when the wall in Berlin came down is they got squeezed smaller and smaller and more and more closer to the Russian borders came the NATO and the EU. And the next candidate to get into the NATO and the EU was Ukraine. And Ukraine had all politics, including Zelensky, said, yeah, uh, our goal is to take the Krim back and to basically throw uh, 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 Russia out of, the, out of the Ukraine, including the Krim. So, and then... What happens then, right? So what happened then? Putin thinks Scheiße, if uh, as soon they're a NATO member, I cannot attack them anymore because they have World War Three. So he attacked them before they were turned into a NATO member. So and if I mean only idiots cannot see that narrative that 
you know, you have to be always able to go in the foot, in the, in the shoes of your opponent. But that doesn't mean that I justify what, what Putin did. I totally don't justify it, you know. But it's still, from his position, kind of understandable what he did. You know, and then he was extremely disappointed that uh, the Ukrainians were so strong defending themselves and no, not giving up and running away. Is somebody left? Oh, I'm here. Yep. No, <laughs> no just thinking. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Putin goes into that a bit. I think maybe it was a decade ago, maybe longer. Uh, Oliver Stone interviewed Putin for this series on Showtime. Yeah, I saw and, that. And it, from their perspective, I think I thought it was very interesting. And and I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we can speculate on these things and and have debates and have a a, a sensible sort of back and forth conversation about it without saying necessarily like oh if if you say one thing from Putin's point of view you're automatic um fascist like stuff there's so many gray areas with everything yeah and people and people like to make it black and white it's never that simple look you remember the Cuba crisis under Kennedy what happens there you have the shitty small island of Cuba they were the only Russian friends in all of North and Latin America. And they said to the Russians, you can put nuclear weapons on our island so you're closer to the U.S. And we almost had a war. Yeah. You know, the U.S. says, no, you're not. Like, you're not putting the bombs there. It, it just will not happen, even if we have to invade Cuba and have a full-on war. So, and think about what happened to Russia. Russia from Hungary to Czech Republic, to Poland, to Finland, they were all part of the Warsaw Pact. They were all like communist bloc. And then they all exited together with Eastern Germany and uh, joined the free West. You know, so, and that is what happened to Russia. It would be similar to Mexico and Canada telling US, we are now part of the Russian Chinese coalition. You think that the U.S. would just swallow it and say, oh, too bad for us? They would totally threaten military action right away. You know, and, and that is the thing. It's like, but and as soon as the, Russian do, the Russians doing it, uh, we all say, ah, oh, the fucking fascists in Russia, Putin is a dictator, he has to go to jail. Yeah, I mean, sorry, but I mean, uh, we started also tons of wars, uh, two times the Iraq war without a reason. You know stuff like this and nobody what what did russia did as the iraq invasion twice happened basically nothing it just swallowed their pride and said like okay whatever you know so and they didn't interfere with american troops invading in the near in the middle east countries so and i think then if people see only their way their side of the history or whatever and I remember when Oliver Stone did the interviews, everybody wrote he's a Putin lover. He sold out, you know. But I, I, I watched the interviews and I felt the interviews are in one way fascinating. He got Putin talk. Yeah. You know, and it has always a value if you actually get it from the source, like telling his life, telling what happened to him. Of course, Putin used the interviews for propaganda but it was clear but putting the propaganda aside you got also total valuable informations and interesting informations interesting world views and historical views what people in russia have about russia you know it's the same like when they the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger doku now on Netflix, the three part, it got like, oh, it's all advertising for Arnold Schwarzenegger. But if you really watch the three parts, I think you'd learn a, le a lot about Arnold Schwarzenegger's life, what you didn't know. Yeah. He, he shows a great deal of humility in, in that. And I, I was a bit surprised because his um he had that memoir, oh, I think it was just called Total Recall or something like that, that was after he was governor. And that was sort of a more kind of cookie cutter, version of his life story that um you know made everything look nice 
And I, I liked in the, the Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix that he admits, you know, mistakes, just like anyone, right? Humans make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, I think it's, it's, it's the same, you know, it's like, and I think in general, when you start talking, I think also the, the, that Lincoln was in China was important. That the Chinese president here the, 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 was in Germany a few days ago. Uh, and I think it's very important that the countries keep talking to each other. You know, it's like uh, what you don't want is you escalate it up that nobody has a different choice. You know, it's like two drunk guys coming out of a bar. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? Yeah, then they will go at one point. So, and that countries should absolutely try that exactly that situation never happens. You know, like who has the bigger balls here? You know, you go to Taiwan, we finish you off, whatever. No, we don't. We cannot have a war with China. We all know it. So, so now we should be trying with China to cooperate as we did before in export-import because all the, like the Western bloc and the Chinese bloc they know, they know and they need each other for economic growth. They, like, we cannot go, we cannot do anything without China and China cannot do anything without us. If Europe and US are not doing deals with China anymore, you will have 500 million unemployed Chinese. You know, but we also have then no more computers and chips and cars and whatever, iPhones. You know, all the iPhones getting manufactured in China, all of them. So what are we thinking here? That we basically drop the ball completely? I mean, it's it's just like, it doesn't work this way anymore. We, we have a world, the world is a community. We all have to work together. So, and uh, some, that the with Zelensky and Putin, it's really like, it's almost two juveniles in the boxing ring. Yeah. And those are posing around the whole time, not fighting themselves, having like the little soldiers fighting for them. But they're both like acting up and talking bullshit. Zelensky has to know he will not defeat Russia. It's impossible. They cannot win the war against Russia, period. So, but Putin has to know also that the damage he's creating for his own soldiers, for his own country, for his reputation, for his economy is devastating. It's not worth it. Even if he would win against Ukraine in 20 years, uh, he would lost way more as he would ever gain from the Ukraine. So it's, it's uh, Putin know, but both know it. But you need now not politics who encourage, like basically who tell Zelensky, yes, only the victory counts. We have to defeat Putin. Whatever, we send you 50 tanks more. I mean, that is what the West is doing. In Germany, everybody, the talk shows, as soon as you say we should negotiate, you're an asshole. Everybody in Germany, all the political parties, yeah, they all say, no, 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 we need to support Ukraine. They have to defeat Russia. It's insane. It will never happen. You know, it's like that you, can, you don't, the, the, the Ukrainian troops will not defeat Russia and marching into Moscow. I mean, it's insane. You know, the maximum you can do is you tire the Russians so much out that they call it a day and move away. That's the maximum you can reach, but you can never defeat Russia that they're like losing the war. It's all about, and they can always nuke Ukraine and then Ukraine is dead. So, I mean, that is, it's, it's an insane idea to continue that war forever. Well, I mean, the Russia has actual income still coming in, whereas yeah. Ukraine is supported by other nations. And I'm, I'm sure that there'll be a time when there'll be a Republican president again, and they're going to immediately do what Trump will probably do, which is just give it to Russia. You know what I mean? I think that's exactly what Trump will do, is he'll just stop funding it, stop funding the Ukraine. And then just let them have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he cannot do that because Europe will then support Ukraine. You think that that's yeah. enough? To... Europe will not follow Trump on this. No. They, they, they will uh, uh, keep, keep supporting Ukraine. But you have to think if Trump would do this, he would blow off NATO totally. The US would be gone from the NATO. 
He wants yeah. that though. That's what he no, wants. I, I know, but 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 the, he's not aware. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's aware what that means. Yeah. Because it's not the NATO is not only like a situation like Ukraine now, where the NATO sticks together. The NATO is also important for totally different things. Like think about like the. Uh, I mean, I live in Mainz. We have across the river, I have the view of the river here, five kilometers is the biggest U.S. airport outside of U.S. With, with all the bombers, like from here to Afghanistan, whatever. It's, it's right in Wiesbaden. You know, in Wiesbaden is a huge building, the European CAA. Okay. Yeah, so stuff like this. The, the, these countries here are interconnected for a worldwide force and worldwide security. So the, the maximum Trump could do is basically telling Zelensky the support is over, but at the same time, he cannot, and he would not survive that in America also, dump the Ukraine and let Putin take the Ukraine. That would be a huge loss for Trump, for America, for everybody. Yeah, no, I agree, but Trump's an idiot. Invaded, invaded by, by uh, Putin, and now he's on the border to Poland, the Baltics, Turkey, directly on the border. Turkey is NATO member, right? So that, that, you cannot do that. What you should do as, Putin, as Trump then, I mean, in hope, is he has to drag them to the table. He, has, he wants to, you know, he says in 24 hours, I solved the problem. So he needs both at the table. He is the, narr- the, the, the moderator. He has to give Putin the occupied territories and the Krim. In response, uh, Putin has to sign and give, uh, uh, give strong uh, uh, security uh, guarantees, you know, and uh, to the Ukraine. And the NATO gives security guarantees to the Ukraine. Like Putin knows he cannot then if he gets part of the Ukraine's occupied, uh, he can never attack the Ukraine again. Because then, then the Ukrainians will not fight, then the whole NATO will start bombing the shit out of Russia. So, uh, and that is the thing. So that has to be, that has to be a, a, a peace talk. And right now, Zelensky would never accept that. But if, of course, Putin, uh, Trump would take over, and will tell Zelensky, okay, if you don't take that deal, we don't support you with one more dollar or one more gun, then Zelensky would do it. Because he knows three, four, five months later, the Europeans slowly would also have less and less support uh, for, the, for him, and he would actually lose the whole country. So he would do the deal. And I think that would be not the worst way to negotiate the end of the war, to be honest. Biden is a warm monger guy. He likes wars. He hates Putin. He wants to keep going there for years to come. And that is what I don't like. Okay. It's my personal opinion, you know, so. Now, yeah. Well, let's move on to the, we'll, we'll, we'll jump ahead some of these news articles and we'll jump right to the end here. Yeah. The next news article. Okay. So the flash and Elemental both severely underperformed this past weekend worldwide. What do you think about that? I think that uh, that is uh, good. You, you know, it's good because look, you know, and I tweeted it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. We have only superhero, totally unrealistic films now. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of it. And uh, in earlier years, we had two. Is kind of two event films a year. Uh, you know, we had whatever, a Star Wars, and then you had a film like E.T. or Raiders of the Lost Ark or something like this. Now we have every two weeks another mega event. You know, and I hate that films. I think they're overdone. They're, I think also Ezra Miller is shit. I don't think he's a good actor. So stuff like this. I'm not well, what f- else has he been in besides the superhero stuff? Well, he was in the the Harry Potter Wizarding World prequel oh, stuff. Yeah, okay. He he was very bad in the Stand miniseries as Trash Can Man in, in the remake they did for um what was that Paramount I think. Okay. So he's he's done some stuff, but uh, I mean the Flash has been delayed for so long, and everything everyone's doing the stupid multiverse stuff. 
that it it didn't wouldn't have stood out had uh, the flash come out i don't know like five years ago or whatever like it was supposed to originally they went through a lot of directors on that i think people were just tired of seeing shit i mean you're you're right there used to be a lot of like mid-budget films like tom clancy or john grisham or you know legal or drama or uh what's the no, but it, like, you made a good point with the, uh, by the way, yeah. I have at four o'clock as a podcast, as you know, right? So, but yep. as, as you uh, uh, take films like the John Grisham films, mm-hmm. the firm, the company, the jury, whatever, like they were great. Yeah. In comparison to the shit what's coming now. I just don't want to see Sore and next week The Flesh. And then this, and then and it's all the same crap. And then the, then the streamers, Extinction 2 or whatever, also doing the same kind of movies. Citadel, what shit, you know? And, and, and this is, of course, they're having the highest ratings. Of course, everybody goes in because they're spending shitloads of, mo- of money on the advertising, including the streamers. You know, if, if you put Postal on Netflix for everybody to see as the, the recommended film, everybody will watch Postal. You know, and that is the thing where they totally rig what's successful. The, the films they spend a lot of money, they're putting up a new release. They, they, it pops up as soon as you go on Netflix, as soon as you go on Amazon. This film's popping up. And then, oh, of course, I have to click it on. You know, yeah. but the thing is like, look, Extinction 2, I just saw it. It's like, yeah, it's amazing action, but it's all fake. And they would be 100 times dead. It's the same like Fast and the Furious, right? It's so idiotic. Like these are normal human beings and then they're surviving everything. <laughs> and I like films like Ronin or Heat or films like or the old James Bond where everything yeah. is physically doable for a human being. Yeah. But now you have the total, there's also a reason maybe a lot of people dying today in car, like doing private car races and dying because I think nothing can happen if you drive with a hundred in a wall. You just walk out if you're part of Fast and the Furious, no problem, you know. So, and that is the thing. It's like it's pissing me off. This totally escape bullshit, going totally away from any form of uh, trying to tell a realistic story where humans are interacting and where they can actually die. And that is the thing, you know. I just finished today Creed Three as another example. I love the old Rocky films. Right, but you watch Creed three or you watch Creed two or whatever, and you have people boxing, no defense, and they're getting like full haymakers in the face over and over and over again, and nobody gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, but that is not how boxing works. I mean, everybody who knows and watches boxing knows, like, if 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 a guy gets you with a full on swing on the chin. It's lights out. They're trying to show how tough they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not not just that, but all, all the Creed films, the, the Rocky films, at least there was all filmed like in real stadiums with real audiences, and the background is all CG for the uh, boxing oh, matches in Creed. And really? so the 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 audience looks like shit, or at least it did when I saw Creed three in the theater. I haven't. I saw it just came on the Amazon Prime. But yeah, so like the camera is doing all this stuff that a camera can't do. They they want everything to look like cartoons, and I don't quite wow. understand why. I want to see it and just focus on the audience now. That's awesome. That boxing stuff right now. You have only I mean, it's boxing is different as all the action stuff, but you have basically bodybuilders in the ring because what they think is the audience accepts only boxers. They have an upper lunch. They look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, so yeah. but it's not what boxing is about, and it's also like, like when you watch any real boxer, they don't look like this, right? So, and you need long muscles, and the power comes from the hip in turning the whole upper body, and the arm is only going straight out. It's like you don't need the biceps to be a, a great boxer or have a hard punch. So, but all of this doesn't matter because they all have to look like this now, like they, they look like. Uh, like the in extinction to the Hemsworth guy, you know, so whatever. He's like almost dead in a hospital. It's like in a coma. And then within three weeks of wood cutting in the hut, he looks like, you know, like, like it's just so bullshit, you know, and, and that is the thing. And that I'm, I'm, I'm happy about every single film, like the flash, what bombs and that all that stupid uh, franchises end. I never yeah. 
see Black Adam again. And, 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 and. I, I just want that they all end and that they start making films again, like Dances with Wolves or The Godfather. So that would be my wish for the future. <laughs> well, on that note, guys, this has been a great um, episode. I want to thank Matt for coming out and being our guest today here on Uva Ball Raw USA. Thank you so much, Matt. Happy to be yeah. here. Only. let's stay in contact about the books or what we can do yeah. you know and uh yeah and i'm uh i think a lot of things in my german books would be very very interesting for an american readership uh you know and uh, uh i hope we can make something happen there agreed yeah yeah I so guys follow us on twitter please minutes and that other thing okay yeah, follow us on Twitter, Ufaball7, Garyado0, and Matt WBT. Uh, there's also the Ufaball Raw USA main hub. We will see you next time. Peace. Thank you, guys. <laughs>